0: Um whoa. Hey, 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 yo. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another goddamn episode of the Nothing Important podcast. I'm gonna give you a real intro. Let's do a real intro. You know what I mean? I actually wrote a song last night and it's debuting right motherfucker now. As you are listening to the Nothing Important Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Amazon Music, wherever the fuck you listen to your podcast, you are now tuning in to the debut Nothing Important podcast theme song. Here we go. No, I'm not going to do it. Saturday. Saturdays. D-A-Z-E. The fuck am I talking about? Let's just get fucking into it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been dying to talk about this since I learned this news yesterday because I am a fan Fan is an abbreviated version of a word called fanatic. Fanatic, I don't know the actual Merriam-Webster dictionary definition, but I understand a fanatic to be somebody who's obsessed by a particular topic, by a particular uh, niche category, or an individual. And I fall into that definition of fanatic for very few things, ladies and gentlemen. I fall into that definition for very few things. I try my hardest. I try my hardest to remain an individual in this world of incredible social influence, in this world of incredible peer pressure, in this world of incredible mob mentality. I try to remain my individual self and not put anything above me but the Lord Almighty. Praise hallelujah. Whoever the fuck God is, right? Um, (laughs) But, you know, I I try not to be a fanatic of too many things, but there's some things I can't help myself. That even if I'm not willingly or consciously ingesting that blue pill, it gets into my systems from now and again. Because I was a child once upon a time, ladies and gentlemen. I was a wee bebe. And I didn't control the circumstances by which i was raised i didn't control the world that i was born into the year that i was born the environment my parents none of that was in my fucking control unless those theories are true i know some religions believe that you uh maybe it's not even a religion maybe it's just like a you know some cults preach that before you come into this planet you pick your parents and i don't understand how it would be so fucking self-deprecating I don't understand how I could hate myself so much that I put myself in my childhood. But let's say that I didn't fucking choose any of those scenarios. It was given to me the things that I would become a fan of. And so I am a grown man now. I'm 30 years old in the year 2023. And I still love the things that I loved when I was a young man that are so deeply entrenched in my culture. What am I talking about? I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Does anybody understand this? Does anybody understand the passion? Does anybody understand the love of the game? Not just the entertainment aspect, but looking at this and witnessing the art form. Being a child in the inner city of whatever goddamn hellhole city that you're from, not having outlets, not having guidance, not having direction. But there's damn short sure basketball courts on every fucking corner. There's these big rectangles with cages enclosing them and two hoops. And a basketball ain't that goddamn expensive. Somebody got one. So if you're from the hood, you probably gravitated to these courts and spent most of your youth. When it was nice outside for me, I grew up in the Northeast in a city called New York. New York. I'm particularly from Harlem. Harlem. You understand how it goes. A lot of basketball courts. You gravitate to these places because it's what we had. We were in lack in many categories. We never lacked culture. We never lacked basketball. So I would go to these courts growing up and play for hours and hours and hours when the weather was nice. And I'm so glad I did so because it's such a beautiful thing to look back on in my past. I'm an older gentleman now. Not old, but I ain't 20. I ain't 15. I can't run up and down the court all motherfucking day. I'm trying to get in shape, ladies and gentlemen. It's taking me a little bit. It ain't like it used to be. We getting it. Though. Point of all of this. I still love this game, even if I'm not playing it. Even if the ball's not in my hand, pause. Even if I'm not taking that ball and putting it in the hoop, pause. You understand what I'm saying? Even if I'm not dunking on another grown man, pause, I still love this game. I love to watch it. And I, I also get sucked in, pause, to a little bit of the drama surrounding the, the National Basketball Association, the biggest league in America for basketball. This organization with these incredible teams that give great economy and opportunity. To a lot of marquee cities in this great nation of America. And these incredible stadiums, these sports stadiums that generate tons of fucking capital, pimping out young black kids. I love this shit, man. I fucking love this shit. And some news came out yesterday. I couldn't I couldn't wait to talk about it. There's an individual who is quite polarizing in the media. He is on a very high stage because I'm not the only fanatic for basketball seems like everybody is it's a fucking american sport ladies and gentlemen let's take it back to the inception of the sport a white man invented it very very it's, it's pretty ironic um but a white man invented this game and it became the passion and the love the labor of love of people like myself and there's a big group of us and for that very reason the stage for be- professional basketball players is a very elevated stage. It's very high up. The people that sit on the stage, they get a lot of exposure. They get a lot of eyeballs on them. They get a lot of attention. One individual in particular that gets a lot of attention, maybe not for the best reasons, is an individual named Kyrie Irving. I don't know his middle name. I don't know, Kyrie Uncle Drew Irving. Kyrie Uncle Drew, Ir- you, you, saw, you saw that movie Uncle Drew? Fucking fantastic. Incredible movie great acting. Shout out to Chris Webber. I didn't know he was such a good actor. Shout out to everybody else who's in that goddamn movie. I don't remember you at the fucking moment, but incredible we go watch that back. That's before all the comments were made. That's before all the comments were made. That's before, you know, Kyrie coming out onto the scene and talking about the earth being flat. What happened? Were you smoking some weed in some McDonald's? You was on the internet. We all been on that YouTube uh fucking Wild Goose Chase. Going down the rabbit hole. And you start believing some shit that may be a little bit sketchy. What happened? What happened, Kyrie? You thought the world was flat. Then what happened? Some time passed. He was made fun of. I remember he went on Jimmy Kimmel. They were patronizing him. Blah, 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 blah. Skip some years ahead. Kyrie jumps back on the scene. Kyrie jumps back on the scene. And he does so in a time that was uh, not the best timing. Not the (laughs) best He is somebody that's actually known for incredible timing. And he's known for incredible timing on the basketball court. You know, he's making some of the most incredible athletes look silly on this court because of his timing, his ability to create space, his ability to break ankles, cross over, make somebody jump up in the motherfucking air for the pump fake. You understand what I'm saying? He's known for this. Take it outside of the court, not the best timing. He goes and he posts something in the wake of a Mr. Kanye West uh going on a Kill the Jews rampage. He he was like uh He started being public. He came out the closet as a as a Jew hater and Kyrie posted something that was silly. Every man, every woman, every lady boy in this country has full right to believe whatever the fuck they want to believe so long as you are not spewing hatred, as you are not inciting uh, violence or causing pain to another individual, you should be free to believe whatever you want to fucking believe. So if Kyrie Irving individually believes that black people are the original Israelites, that's his fucking God-given right in his free country to believe that. What he did, the mistake was, I don't think he inspected what he posted, which is a common thing I don't think there should be so much weight placed on it. The weight is really because of the stage that he's on, because there's so many eyeballs in an individual like this, but how many young men post shit when they didn't really inspect what the fuck they were posting? Kyrie posted something that did not only say something that was like kind of like head scratching black people, the natural, Israel, the original Israelites of the Bible, whatever, right? whatever the belief was, uh, he posted something stating that the Holocaust didn't really happen or wasn't what it, you know what I'm saying? So that that was like, oh. Big no no. That's kind of fucked up. You know, to the same effect, that's like when Kanye was out there talking about slavery was a choice. Big no no. That's not what happened. (laughs) Kyrie Irving is back on the scene. He's making more headlines. He's getting more eyeballs on him. After all of this, after all of this fucking attention, after all of these things that he said in the public, after all the things that he's posted, all the negative attention he's getting, he's just trying to get more haters. He's trying to get more motherfucking haters. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets currently. The Brooklyn Nets, ironically, located in Brooklyn, a place where there's a lot of people that actually abide by a religious uh, methodology that states that black people were the original people of Israel, were God's people in the Bible, right? Uh, That's Brooklyn. And he actually plays... For Brooke, and he's turning his back on him. You know what I'm saying? They came out there, they marched for him. They surrounded the Barclay Center after he, he was getting crucified in the public for just posting a link. I disagree completely with all the backlash that he got because it was just a link. It was a lot of hypocrisy. Jeff Bezos did not have to take down that anti-Semitic uh, video from his platform. We can't just put it all on the black man. Let's be fucking honest. It was, it was, it was a little crazy. It was a little wild. Everything got dealt with Everything's okay now The smoke has settled The dust has settled But he's, he, you know, he's, he's trying to leave Brooklyn now He's in the news again Because he's, he's stating that he wants a trade Trade deadline right around the corner He's playing for the Brooklyn Nets A lot of he, black Hebrew Israelites in Brooklyn He wants to get the fuck out of there He's done He's done He's done He's requesting a trade Now ladies and gentlemen I'm a fanatic of basketball That is not something that I like to see I'll be very fucking honest. I don't like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that he's leaving Kevin Durant high and dry. I don't like that he's leaving the Brooklyn Nets organization high and dry. I don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I don't know his personal life. But as a fan of basketball, a fan of sports, you never like to see somebody, you know, just run from their circumstance or when they see the opportunity, just express disloyalty. Now, if behind the scenes the Brooklyn Nets was treating him like shit if they were hating on him when when you know when the he was down if they were kicking him in the nuts when he was down I completely understand I don't have all the information the way it appears is like uh uh don't look good that don't look good all that being said let me implement my bias if this is the case if he is requesting a trade if Kyrie Irving wants out of the Brooklyn Nets me as a fanatic, as a true fan of basketball, and in particular, when I'm viewing basketball, I like to watch one guy. I like to watch one guy in particular, ladies and gentlemen. You can you finish the sentence. Who do I like to watch? Of course, the greatest of all time, LeBron James. LeBron James. I love watching LeBron James. I don't care what team he's on. He could be playing for the Washington Generals. I'm tuning in. I am fucking tuning in. Currently, he plays for the Lakers, and that is a possibility, trade-wise. There's a possibility there for Kyrie Irving to reunite with LeBron James outside of the Cleveland Cavaliers, outside of Hawaii, Hawaii, Ohio. My, my daughter's watching Moana again. Um, outside of Ohio and go and reunite in a place that's probably closer to the weather of Hawaii, Los Angeles. Interesting. Very fucking interesting. I actually like that. With the understanding of what he's doing, not being my preference, when you look up to a guy in sports, when you love somebody's talent, when you want them to be that hero figure on their team, the little bit of disloyalty to the Brooklyn Nets, I don't know what happened behind closed doors, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have all the information, but it looks a little fucking sketchy, It looks a little fucked up, it looks a little bit like you're switching sides, bro, you're being a little bit of an opportunist. Shit gets a little bit rough, you see a doorway to another team, you're just ready to leap I don't know. I don't know what was happening behind closed doors, but with all of that considered and understanding it is what it is, he already requested this trade. I want to see him on the Lakers. I want to see him on the Lakers. Let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. And I re- I can hear it already. I can hear the bubbling from the bottom of the the solar plexus chakra from the bottom of your, your gut, you know, ready to spit out hatred toward me. This is not a fucking, uh, you know, this is bullshit. The NBA is fixed. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, okay, whatever. Pro sports is fixed. We have this scandal coming out. There's an ex-NFL player that's talking about they have scripts. There's a lot of shit that's coming to the motherfucking light, ladies and gentlemen. Grow up. It's a business. Something's going on. I don't know if they're getting fucking scripts in the beginning of the year telling them the wins, losses, and injuries. But I can tell you, you know what I'm saying? The refs got a little blood on their hands. Let's be mature about this. Switching back over to basketball. I want to see... LeBron James get as many opportunities to compete for a title, and this is bigger than just the regular circumstantial uh, principles of basketball. On an ordinary basis, with even other great players, there's a rule, a rule, set of rules and unspoken principles as it pertains to competition and fairness. Obviously, nothing is fair. Obviously, power is always gonna give a little bit of a fucking nod toward you know their, their buddies and they're gonna give them a little bit more, you know, quote, unquote, luck. And we, we all understand how business works. All that being said, true competitors wanna see at least somewhat of a fair fight, right? That kinda gets negated when you talk about a guy like LeBron James because of what he means for what I am a fan of. I am a complete fan of basketball. I believe he's the greatest to ever do it. And if you disagree with me, that's okay. What we can agree on, because it's irrefutable, is that he has been the face and the head and the God of the motherfucking National Basketball Association for the last 20 goddamn years. He has done things for this game that nobody else has been able to do. Nobody else has been able to do. I'm talking about generation of income I'm talking about getting more fandom. I'm talking about uh, uh, creating economies all over this fucking nation because of his ability. Let's just be honest. Let's be fucking honest. LeBron James made the last 20 years of the National Basketball Association. He is the sole fucking, you know what I'm saying, spirit behind this game for the last 20. Let's just be honest. So with all that considered... If they've made so much money off of this individual, if they've made so much profit, if they've made so much progress, and yes, LeBron James is incredibly well-paid, but it is a fraction of what he has done for the overall industry, for the overall association. It's a fraction. He is owed. He is owed as many opportunities until he retires to display the level of greatness that he has. We're already seeing it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is inevitable. It is inevitable LeBron James is on his way to taking that scoring title. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The haters are bubbling. They're boiling. They're mad. They're big mad. Okay? Okay? You can go back on YouTube And you could try to find everything you want to fucking say of why he's not clutch, of why he's not amazing, of why he's not the greatest of all time, of why Michael Jordan is better, of why LeBron is a is a a crybaby. Whatever people want to fucking say, there's just too many uh, pieces of evidence that are trumping any argument against his greatness. Time is telling the motherfucking tale of his legend. He's arguably the greatest. You know, basketball passer of all time I would even say his facilitating skills Surpass his scoring skills And he's about to be the all-time scorer Let's think about this Let's think about this He's one of the greatest defenders on the court Every time he plays He's an incredible talent That we've probably never seen At just knowing the game Seeing the game Seeing the plays before they happen we're canting them. We see we see we seen those highlights. What does anybody want to say about that? Is he getting a fucking cheat sheet? Is he reading a script where he fucking does the the play by play? When when he's at the press conference post-game and they ask him, hey, what happened for the last 16 minutes of the goddamn game? And he gives you every goddamn play in correct sequential order? Is that not savant-like? Is he not a basketball genius? Okay. All right. Hey, continue. Hey, continue. Listen. I really do believe, because of everything that he's done for this league over the last twenty years, we would not be talking about the NBA. Kyrie Irving would not have the opportunity to make an ass of himself, calling the world flat and posting something that Jeff Bezos put on his platform. If basketball wasn't as popular as it is, and it is that popular because of LeBron James, let's just be fucking honest. Let's be honest. Let's be fucking honest with ourselves. You might not like it. You might not like it. It might scare you that Kyrie Irving is requesting his trade, and now he might very well go to the Lakers and rejoin himself with a Mister LeBron James, and that makes them a deep competitor for a playoff run. That makes them scary. And guess what? Guess what? This year, if I'm looking at basketball outside of the Lakers, outside of LeBron James, there was a team that I was looking at from the beginning of the year that I was like, they got a they got a good old shot at winning this title. They got a good old shot. Boston Celtics That might happen now Ladies and gentlemen It might be another Motherfucking rematch Boston Celtics Los Angeles Lakers Nobody wants to see that If you're a Celtics fan <laughs> Nobody wants to see that If you're a Celtics fan Big heartbreaker last year Talking about the, M- the NFL's rigged Talking about the NBA's rigged That was a little questionable To me last year When I was watching the finals Against Golden State Golden State Obviously a behemoth team Obviously Obviously Probably the greatest team of all time. People want to, you know, compare them to the to the Bulls. I think that team wise, Golden State is the greatest team of all time. LeBron beat them. Golden State is the greatest team of all time. But when they played in the finals last year and even through that playoff run, they weren't to the top of their abilities. They were a little bit older. They were banged up. They're coming back from some serious injuries and they won a title. You know, we could go and, and look at their footage, go look at the actual games and look at uh, the Boston Celtics and how they played in the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Finals. Jason Tatum, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. On paper, it don't look that bad, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about a fixed motherfucking league. Let's Let's kind of just people who know basketball. It seemed like Jason Tatum's a little bit tapped out. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Maybe he was tired. Uh, maybe the Monstars visited him while he was sleeping in his beautiful mansion, and they stole his talent for a couple games. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But Golden State won last year. You were able still to see the potential of this incredible Boston team, and you just you smell it around them. You smell it. When you watch them play, and it's not in the finals, you smell championship basketball. They have everything To win a motherfucking championship. Wouldn't that be a great motherfucking finals? The Celtics versus the Lakers? I think there would be a lot of eyeballs there. I think it would be competitive. I think if you gave Celtics versus Lakers and there was no influence, external influence, there was no fucking, you know, referees that was working for whatever, you know, gambling associations or whatever the fuck is going on, whatever speculation, whatever conspiracy theories revolving around Reddit. If they had a fair fight I think that would be a great seven-game series, personally. LeBron James, uh, you know, uh, forever hobbled Anthony Davis, and uh, you know what I'm saying? A very malleable conspiracy theorist in Kyrie Irving versus the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown, a fucking genius on the basketball court, not just basketball-wise. I think the young man is pretty bright, isn't he? He's a bright young man. Jason Tatum, one of the most incredible basketball talents. This guy, talents like this don't come around all the fucking time. As a basketball player, uh, somebody who who grew up in that culture, there's things that we look for to identify God-given talent. And an athlete's body. An athlete's body, like ratio, perspective to the sport. Right? That's something a lot of basketball heads... Or whoever's in their sports, sports heads, they look at that shit. Jason Tatum has the perfect basketball body. Perfect. Long limbs, short torso, has some meat on his bones, but he's slim. He's limber. He's loose. He's six foot eight. He can jump. He can shoot. He has the liquid game. He's a healthy young man. Incredible fucking talent. Incredible motherfucker. He knows how to play the game too, ladies and gentlemen. I'd love to see that matchup. I would love to see that matchup. You know, and that's just me. A man can hope, a man can wish, a man can project. Yet to be seen. Let's see if Kyrie Irving will be traded to the Lakers. Um, Let's see if that does shift the near fate, the near destiny of the Lakers franchise in the 2023 season to make a deep run in the playoffs and possibly even face the Boston Celtics. This storied rivalry. In the finals, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, the incredible organization of the Celtics, great team basketball, great hard-nosed defense versus the Lakers. LeBron James, the greatest to motherfucking ever do it. Anthony Davis, the most incredible talent that can't stay healthy. (laughs) Kyrie Irving, you know what I'm saying? The biggest media distraction slash talent that the game has ever fucking seen. This guy's Dennis Rodman level. You know what I'm saying? But you need a little bit of crazy. I think you need a little bit of chaos. I think you need a little bit of that to be a winner. I do think so. I would love to see that motherfucking matchup. I wonder what LeBron is thinking right now. I wonder if LeBron is in Los Angeles on a Saturday You know, doing whatever the fuck you do when you have billions of dollars and you're the best to ever do it at what you do. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Whatever he's doing is probably like fucking incredible. It's just like he's doing the most menial shit, but it's like at a level that is just incomprehensible to, you know, broke ass people like myself. And uh, as he's doing this, I wonder if he is considering this possible outcome a a reuniting with Kyrie Irving and what that could mean for his goddamn legacy. You got to respect a guy like LeBron James, too, to be playing as hard as he does. He could just fucking act like he's his age, (laughs) even though he's a freak, even though it's like, when is he going to slow down? How is this even possible anymore? He could just, you know, tap out, act like he's his age, continue signing incredible contracts for inordinate amounts of money and just coast to the end of his career. But he's balling the fuck out. This guy loves this game. He loves competing. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. Hats off to that guy. Hats off to that fucking guy. You know, with everybody continually talking shit. I, that's the thing, though, man. It's like it takes a certain type of personality to be in that seat. If I was in pro sports and I was LeBron James level talented, I probably not wouldn't have made it to, to his. Uh, to where he is right now. And it's not because. Um It's not for any other factor beside I I probably when I was on the podium post game and somebody said something slightly disrespectful, I would have said suck my dick. I would have said suck my dick once or twice (laughs) in my motherfucking career. I'd have been like, who the fuck are you? You have you're 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 fucking nobody in my real reality. I go onto a court where there's seven foot monsters and I give them 35 a fucking night for 20 years. Stop talking to me. Suck my dick. I would have said that multiple fucking times to the haters and i would have i would have been disrespectful i would have been i would have been i would have pulled the dick out i would have been like sarcastic it's crazy it's fucking wild to me but you know he's he's smart um <laughs> he respects the sport he respects the platform it's just it, it it gets wild to me like uh and i it's all bias and that's the beauty of being a sports fan the beauty of being a sports fan is that you can look at the opposing team. And even if the opposing team has an incredible, undeniable talent, you can shit on that guy because that it's not about the individual. It is about the the team. It's about your team. It's about loving your team. It's about hating the other team. That's one of the most beautiful, childish aspects of sport. I don't want to take that away from any sports fan. I think that's part of it. People need to hate LeBron to love basketball. That's okay. But if we could take our bias away deep down, deep down, I don't think anybody could truly lie to themselves and n- not witness what this guy is or what he does. You know what I'm saying? To be that fucking great is... It's not real. It's not fucking real. You know? If cheating was a thing, if sliding wins toward him, if... Whatever the fuck people... Conspiracy theories that people have about sports. Regardless. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... Think think about it like this. Has anybody ever seen... Um, Harlem Globetrotters Just go on YouTube, watch some footage footage. Harlem Globetrotters Any time, any time period, any year Harlem Globetrotters, Washington Generals Watch them play against each other It is a rigged game It's a rigged game It's not real basketball It is entertainment 100% With all of that being said It still looks like a fucking magic show It's incredible the things that the people In this sport Of I mean, it's not bad. It's not competitive basketball. It's like a, you know, pageantry It's still incredible in that context. What these people are able to do. Talent wise, if it was predetermined or not, the greatness is still fucking apparent. You know what I'm saying? It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. You know, whatever that player was, I forgot the player I was watching that video, this guy was, you know, he's posing the NFL, talking about that they're scripted. If that's the truth, you still gotta fucking pay those NFL players however much they're getting paid. Because if it is scripted and they could put on that goddamn show and trick all of America, goddamn it, that's a talent. Don't we idolize actors? Actors ain't that good. Actors ain't that fucking good. You know what I'm saying? When it, when a director yells cut, Jamie Foxx doesn't have to go hit, get his fucking knee popped back into place. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jamie, one one of the goats. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. Gotta give it up. LeBron James is it's just greatness. It's just greatness and not to take away anybody's hate. It's necessary in the sport. That's part of being a sports fan. Hate him. But deep down, when you go to bed, when your head is touching that pillow and pillow and you go into fetal position, you start crying about your life, just admit it to yourself. This guy's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. Um yeah, enough with that. You know what I mean? Let's read some goddamn. Let's read some motherfucking news, man. Yo, you know what I saw on? Uh, this is not even like typically what I do if I want to read news. Is I will go onto Google and I just take what's given. That is a, that's a that's something in basketball that you learn early on. You take what the defense gives you. The the route of least resistance is where you're gonna find your success, your prosperity. So what I do a lot of the times. To fill this 20, 30 minutes that I like to talk, ramble like a crazy person on my iPhone is I go on to Google and whatever comes up on my algorithm, I just pick one, two, three, four stories and I just get my little funny ass take on, right? I was on world star. That's not Google. I was looking through these things and it just popped up some memories in my brain. I was like, man, the world is, the world is motherfucking wild. I watched this video, these high school kids, and this has been this trend lately. It's happened, since, you know, high schools have been in existence, there's always, the, you know, bad kids that are a little bit violent. Maybe their daddy beats them. Maybe their parents don't love them. Maybe they just genetically are predisposed to violence and they fuck up a teacher. We've all seen this video. If you haven't, get a Reddit account. Go on to YouTube. Type it in. Go on to Worldstar. They pop up every four days. This is becoming something that is an abundant source of content as of lately. And that is concerning. All these fucking big ass kids fucking up their teachers. And I saw um, this video recently, which wasn't that. But I feel like it's in the same realm of like irrational uh, youth. There was this kid and he's having an argument with another student. And they're having a little back and forth. And he goes and he starts popping off on the kid. This doesn't sound strange. Kids have fights. He's beating the shit out of this other kid. The issue in this video is the kid he's beating the shit out of is a paraplegic, he's in a wheelchair, the bottom half of his body is not functioning, he's immobile, he has wheels under his ass, <laughs> and this other kid, just starts fucking him up, because they're having a verbal argument, and I'm like, god damn it, man, like, kids don't even think, you know, my initial reaction, excuse me, was kids don't even think uh, like they used to, because I, I was under the impression that, you know, people would call him out, me, like, yo, that's pussy, man, what are you doing? You beating up somebody with no legs, like that's not manly, that's not tough. That makes you look bad. And I had to, you know, that was the initial reaction and the secondary reaction was a memory. I thought back, I thought back and started realizing, no, some kids are fucking retarded and brutal, you know? My mother told me a story growing up because I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Harlem, East Harlem in particular. East Harlem is a motherfucker, ladies and gentlemen. But I am second-generation Harlem. My mother's from the West Side. West Side! My mother grew up on the West Side on 125th Manhattanville Projects. Born in 1971. She grew up in the projects in the 80s, baby. 80s, baby. 70s and 80s. And Harlem was wild. Was motherfucking wild. As she was becoming a preteen and a teen coming into the 80s, crack epidemic, Harlem, notoriously bad, notoriously violent. There's a lot of crazy things happen. And the way that I was growing up was reminiscent of this. You know, it was all those people that went through that horrible youth raising children. I was the byproduct of this. So my environment was crazy as well. Me and my mother would talk about stories in the community. Just, I guess it was like some type of subconscious way to. Talk about the madness that was going on around us. I think it would have probably been better if my mother just moved. But, you know, that's what we did. That's what we did. We, we, we stood in the same place and we just talked about it. And uh, she was telling me a story about when she was young. There was a lot of gangs, obviously, in Harlem, regardless of the year. It's always been gangs. And um, my mother was in elementary school. And she had this vivid memory. She was in sixth grade and they were playing out in the park. They were playing out in the park, and a a big gang in her neighborhood um, came out to the elementary school. And these kids were older. They were teenagers, 15, 16, 17 years old. They was in a gang. They dropped out of high school. They went to the elementary school yard to start problems because that's a lot of times what gangs do. You know, it's misguided young men who have a lot of pain from the traumas that they've undergone, and it gets misplaced. And a combination of social pressure, peer pressure, you know, a lot of testosterone, hormones, machismo, all that stuff gets mixed up in a pot and dudes get, they, they start boiling. They wanna let that rage out and they just go fuck up strangers. It happens all the time. It happened when I was growing up. My mother telling me a story about it happened when she was growing up. These teenagers, they came to this park. Now, before I get into the story of what happened, um, as she was telling me the details, I realize shit changes from generation to generation, regardless if it's tough or if it's, it's not tough. Um, old shit always is corny. The shit of the past is always corny to the next generation. Because she was telling me the name of this gang, and I was like, that would have never fucking flew when I was growing <laughs> These niggas was called the Ball Busters. The Ball Busters. That was the name of the gang in Harlem, and I guess the late 70s, early 80s. Ball Busters. I was like, that shit sounds crazy gay. But... Regardless, the ball busters came, big old group of teenagers to this elementary school. Obviously, when the the, the attendance, when the, the school attendants, the people who were in the yard, the teachers, the people who were tasked with security in a bad neighborhood of watching these kids on the playground during their lunch break. When they got sight of this gang coming into the park, they get all the kids and they run them into the school. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows what the fuck they are doing. These young men, they call themselves the ball busters. They obviously don't have a lot of guidance. They don't care about being made fun of. They that tough that they could walk around with a pause ass name like that and nobody's checking. Them. You know what I'm saying? So the teacher's attendance was like, yo kids, get inside the school. And um, as they were doing that, they were just getting all the kids trying to orchestrate it. And I guess they were so rushed and nervous that they left one child in the yard. And the kid happened to be paraplegic. He was actually mentally retarded. In the 70s and the 80s, (laughs) when they had a special ed class in the hood, and it was even in the 90s and 2000s. I remember they had that in my middle school. But they would not even differentiate. They would not create a different wing of the building or a different department to give special education for kids who were actually mentally retarded. So the mentally retarded kids were in the same classroom as like troubled youth, kids that were hyperactive or violent, right? That's how it fucking was. It was fucked up. This kid was in a public school with my mother, and they left him in the yard. And a gang of 13 to 15-year-olds went up to this sixth grade mentally retarded kid in a wheelchair and just started beating the shit out of him. (laughs) And my mother says that the whole school was so terrified to go out there and get their ass beat that adults along with students just went to the window. And watched this group of teenagers beat the shit out of this retarded kid. Incredible, incredible. (laughs) That's not funny at all, but that's just reality. That's how fucking crazy some people are. That's how fucking crazy some people are. Um, So thank you for World Star bringing up that beautiful memory um, in my mind of what some teenagers are capable of. Um, That also brought up a memory yesterday. I was about to beat the shit out of some kids because I'm in my house with my daughter. It's the afternoon. It's it's the, it's approaching evening. It's like 7 p.m. It's like 7 p.m. And I'm in the house with my daughter just chilling in my house with my child. And these these kids in the community that they go and they play football in the front yard. I think that's beautiful. They decide to test their balls. And it's not how I grew up. But I guess, you know, in this beautiful neighborhood of Buckhead, Atlanta, they have their own way to um, try to process those hormones of testosterone and such. So they go and they're playing ding dong ditch. These niggas came and started banging on my door and ran off the porch, ran off the motherfucking porch. So obviously like an old man, I had to go outside and scare the shit out of them. But what I'm thinking I should have done, I should have, you know, made them stand right there and tell them, show them the video on world star that I saw of a teenage boy beating the shit out of another teenage boy. In a wheelchair and say that isn't that terrifying? But that this is not how I grew up. Let me tell you about how I grew up and then give them a story about my mother. I uh, Should have done that, but you know I didn't, and I don't want to go to jail. And I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. Um, yeah, that's a motherfucking tangent right there. That's a motherfucking tangent. I hope everybody got the point of that story. Don't beat up retarded people. Don't beat up retarded people. It's not nice. <laughs> don't name your gang ball busters That's kind of gay, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about balls. Kyrie Irving got some goddamn balls requesting a trade, and it's happening. It's happening. He already requested a trade. It's already in the media. I like to see him on the Lakers. Lakers-Celtics finals 2023. Tune in. Let's see. Let us motherfucking see. For anybody who continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Until next time.